0: Welcome back, and thank you for tuning in to another episode on From My Mat to Yours Yoga Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Kenya Marsh, Certified Yoga Instructor, and your yoga bestie. Welcome to part two of the How to Overcome Obstacles episode. Last week was part one, where it was more addressed for those who were just starting off and practicing yoga altogether, are struggling to keep like consistent practice. This week is focused on those who are looking to become yoga teachers or who are existing yoga teachers and just feel stuck. So I hope these tips provide some insight on how to overcome these obstacles. And are you ready to get to them? Me too. So let's get started. Uh, becoming a yoga teacher seems oversaturated at this point, but in actuality, it's not. Um, for every yoga teacher that seems to be out there, there's so much more that needs help. The key though is if you practice yoga for a couple of years and you enjoy it so much, and you like to be a part of the service industry and help, it's plenty of room. It's plenty of fishes in the sea. It's plenty for you to help. The key where some yoga teachers get stuck and run into roadblocks is the part that discourages people to stay as yoga teachers And that is where it gets hard. But as I talked about last week and prior weeks, you need to have a plan. And then if you know why you want to become a yoga teacher, it's kind of like how we talked about why you even want to start yoga. Why are you practicing in the first place? What are you looking to gain out of it? That same question applies to if you're looking to become a yoga teacher. And sometimes if you are a seasoned yoga teacher, you need to ask yourself and reflect, why am I doing this? What do I want to get out of it? Who actually do I want to help? Because if you don't have a sense of direction, and again, that goes if you're practicing on your own or you want to practice to help others, it goes hand in hand. You need to know what are you doing? Why are you doing it? Who do you want to help and how those key questions will help you come up with a plan that you can implement and that will keep you going because if you're not sure why you're teaching and who you want to help how you're going to do it and why you are doing it you're going to get overwhelmed you're going to f- you're not going to make any income you're going to feel stuck and you might give up. You might be at your nine to five that much longer. You'll be stuck in your role working for someone else instead of branching out and becoming an entrepreneur that you feel that you may need to be. Or maybe you have another skill that could be useful in yoga that you haven't tapped into yet. Because the thing is, with yoga teachers, there's so many different styles. There's so many different ways and you see it nowadays from from when I practiced and started my journey five years ago it was so different from now as far as marketing goes as far as how yoga teachers reach their audience and there's so much teachers and so much teacher trainings that is available in the states and around the world which is helpful. But the thing is, a lot of teachers are graduating with these certifications with no idea what they want to do now that they're certified to teach. And that's where the disconnect happens. But on the flip side, if you already knew why you was practicing yoga and you knew why you became a yoga teacher, once you get that piece of paper, you already have your plan set because nothing really changed you're just official. you know what I mean? So it's just solidifying that I'm taking this serious, but you already should know who you're trying to teach. So let's go into a few obstacles that you may run into and how to overcome them. The first obstacle that is um, could easily be run into, in the beginning stage and throughout is not having support oh my goodness I've seen a lot of people who didn't have support and I was one of them and it could be nerve-wracking it could make you feel down it can make you start these spirals of negative self-thoughts and almost feel that you're not worthy because you don't have that support or that backing. You know, you see friends and family support other things, but something you finally passionate about and you're ready to just jump on in and eh, falls short. And that's the dilemma that we face. I'll give you a prime example. When I decided after two years of practicing my personal journey that I wanted to embark on becoming a yoga teacher again, <laughs> That was the same family and friends It's like, yeah, okay, that's nice. That was it. And here's the thing. I was at home mom. Our finances were extremely tight. We already have money allocated because my husband's into finance. So he plans out the entire year on our savings, which was a little low at that time. But savings, car expenses, other bills, uh, camps for the kids. And emergency funds. All that money's allocated. He was the sole provider. I was just at home, homeschooling. So when I just threw this on him out of nowhere, and he's the big planner, it was just like, really? So it's just like, okay. Well, you know, I just built up a following on Instagram, and I think I was only at two maybe like 3,000 followers and I'm like I got a couple followers and I seen at that point um, where a lot of teachers who wanted to start their journey at that point was doing was creating crowdfunding so I had taught myself how to open up a gun phone me page never and I'm the type of person that doesn't ask for anything I'm a Taurus by nature if you're into astrology I'm stubborn as you get and when I'm fixated on something that is it and I usually like to just do things myself. So it felt, at that time, um, uneasy, and I felt vulnerable asking for help, you know, because, of course, my family members were like, well, you're married, how your husband could give you the money? And I'm like, no one knew my situation because it was none of their business. And I'm like, I just asked, and the crazy part was, all I did was put a post on Instagram and on my gun friendly page just asking for $5, like the real minimum. I didn't eat much, I just needed something to get me halfway. And not one family member provided me $5. Not one, not one quote unquote friend on Facebook provided $5. And I was like, okay, thank you. So then I knew. I couldn't rely on family or friends. And then I reached out to my social media on Instagram. And you won't believe. I've raised money to kickstart, you know, to and it just solidified and it confirmed that I am on the right path. Because I was doubting myself at that point. I'm like, why should I even start? At that time, I was looking at local schools and was stressing out how to get to one. And then I actually found a self-paced yoga school online um, that was half the cost. And all I was trying to raise was $1,500. And I actually got some funds from my tribe members that I've built up, my support members. So if you've listened to episode last week where I talked about not having that support and being your own cheerleader and finding your new tribe, I did that. And that's what my Instagram allowed me to do before the algorithms had changed. And it just went to I don't know what now. But back then it was easier. You know, the news feed was simple, it was straight in that line, and people were seeing it, and people believed. And they just confirmed my belief in myself, and they donated. Like, and I raised some money in addition to that, because I knew I wasn't going to get, and I wasn't trying to get all money from crowdfunding. I took it upon myself, since at this stage, my son was now of age, to attend school full-time. I enrolled him into all-day first grade since I homeschooled him, no, sorry, kindergarten, since I homeschooled him throughout pre-K, and um, I finally got him enrolled, so I only had a short window to work with, which was, so happened, I lucked out. They just opened up a new home goods in my town and I just jumped right in. I needed the money. I just want something part time while the kids was in school. I could drop them to school, work for a little bit, pick them home and then save towards my goal. And I did that. Granted, the pay wasn't all that great. And after the first three months, I put a good amount aside. The hours got cut and it was just like, oh, wow, great. There's a new roadblock. Now the funds is cut back, but between those who supported me on Instagram and the money that I saved within no short time, I got to my halfway mark and I was so joyous. And then my husband looked and he's so happy that, um, I actually was shocked that I raised that much money in six months. So he actually got a nice bonus that time and was able to give me the other half and there I go I got my $1,500 and that was like our wedding anniversary and because at that point he knew I was serious and he knows once I have my mind set on something that is it there's no stopping me and I didn't care if I had to work retail or do donation classes or whatever I was going to do whatever I needed to to get what I needed to start and become a yoga teacher because I had that drive I knew my why I had the support and the funny thing is it came from strangers and newfound friends instead of existing and those who was related by blood and I was that just painted a whole new picture and it gave me a whole new outlet and I was thankful for that experience because it led me all the way up to here to where I completed my 200 hours and then I completed the 300 hours a year after that. But for anyone who's looking to start their yoga journey and have something similar where you've reached out and you're not getting that support, kind of like a laugh in the face, or you'll get that broken promise, oh yeah, I'll donate, and you look and you see nothing Now you can just have someone send it to you in Cash App or um, now you can do a Patreon page. You're most likely going to get support outside of your circle. So don't get discouraged if your inner circle is not contributing to the help you're seeking. It is okay to trust your process as long as you have your strong why and a strong will then this is your true path, the doors will open up, believe it or not, somewhere or somehow. I never imagined working in retail, but it was a grateful experience. Plus I got a good discount and it was only temporary until when I got what I needed and then I left. So it was worth it. In addition to doing that, I actually had um, obtained three students who lived in my community by them seeing me in the store that they shop at and seeing my flyer in our community um, clubhouse offering the classes. So if you don't believe in the creator or how things are aligned with one, the power of law of attraction, then whatever you believe in, just know what you put out, you get back. It's usually 10 times good or bad and if you really believe in your heart that you want to help others and you just need a way if you just ask for guidance and you open up your heart and your mind and trust the process and actually create actionable steps to get there then doors will open up and doors you won't even expect opportunities you won't even expect So that's just my little backstory on how I became a yoga teacher and with newfound support. So I want you to take away their support out there. Don't give up if you don't have any existing support. If you need me to support you, hey, follow me. I will gladly do so. Send me an email. I will gladly help any way that I could. Um, Either if I have to share your story, talk to you, interview you, get your story out there, whatever I could, I would gladly try to help you as best way as I know how. Um, Another point is another obstacle that you may run into as a teacher is not sure what to charge. You are worth what you, your energy, what you put in, your skill set, what you think don't be afraid of earning money because at the end of the day, you are now a business owner if you want to take it that serious. Or if not, you are a hobbyist. If you're a hobbyist, just do donation-free classes. But if you're about making some coins or, or generating some income, then you need to create a price structure. Look at your competition as far as what the studios is. What are you offering different? What can you offer more? What conveniences are you saving? And calculate that. Just don't be afraid, and don't undersell yourself. That is the key. You will not break profit if you undersell. You will be in a hole because all the expenses that you have to incur, especially if you travel to client houses. Um, So that is how you overcome that obstacle. Write out your plan. Seek a mentor. Seek a coach. Um, There's programs out there. I can assist you if you need to. Um, You have options. Don't get stuck and don't sell yourself short. Um, Another obstacle I want to talk about is not feeling that you are creative enough to come up with new flows. You have a couple of flows that you're used to practicing on your own that you share with your group. Now you want to change it up, make something edgy, and you feel stuck. There are now so much great tools like to com. and um, I'll put a blog post on the, the, the great sites to go to for creating a class sequence. Classplan.com is another. Um, going to any of these two sources provides endless ways to. Drag and drop a sequence based on whatever theme you could come up with. If it's a hip opener, if it's just open shoulders, open heart, open back. Theme with the seasons. Being in tune with the equinox. There are sequences for so much. And you don't have to stress yourself out trying to think of it. Search and you seek and you shall find. You don't have to try to come up with it from scratch. Sometimes you have to get it elsewhere. And that is okay. Another thing is about not sure who you wanna teach. So this is for someone who's new to teaching and don't know who they wanna market to. It took me a while to figure that out and it's okay. You're gonna change throughout, but the key is jump in there and teach. Start with doing group classes, see how you like that, see how they respond, get feedback, Um, do volunteer classes. So far, I've taught at parks during the summer when I just got my certification, just to get my feet warmed up and, you know, get my teaching skills sharpened. Then I realized um, some days it was a bust because some people just didn't show up and I had no control of that. I didn't have my marketing down at that and I was working with a brand new yoga studio who also was not getting clients either. So it was just like a learning curve for the both of us. But it was a great learning experience. Um, another thing is I did community group classes at my clubhouse that had paid out great because I was helping those in my community. And it just so happened some of those who I end up working with at Target also live in my community. So it was great. I taught them and worked with them. But then I realized when the weather got crazy or things happened, I had People who would reach out to me and email, they can't make it. Or I would show up to the clubhouse and no one would be there. And it was kind of giving me flashbacks of teaching in the park. So that turned me off. And that led me to online coaching. I love tech stuff. And that is part of my background. So it was only natural to do it this way. And it gave me the flexibility to focus on other mothers like myself who are at home with no outlet and feel stuck. And that's how I found my niche. So use your personal experience to find out who you want to teach and dial it down. If you make it too broad, it's going to be too hard. And that's where the oversaturation is. You can't teach everybody. You've got to teach somebody. So find out who's your somebody and work with that. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is running into the obstacle of not getting new students. You're stuck with these old students and you want to get new ones, but you're not sure how. That is okay. As yoga teachers, we run into that sometimes. Sometimes you have to self-reflect. What are you doing and that's working and what are you doing that's not working? And once you figure that out, then follow up with what can you do to change what's not working? Do some tests, send out some emails, add some feedback, ask for referrals, Um, try creating a course online. Uh, Now you can do Instagram TV or YouTube. Try to branch out that way and attract who you want to attract. By doing that, you'll start to create a whole new tribe and then those new students will start coming in. It won't be everyone, it won't be overnight, but over time it will pick up. And that's where you start to see, this is great. So sometimes you got to step outside your comfort zone. If you just set in doing stuff some of your way, then don't expect anything new to come of it. If you change it up a little bit and then you might see new results. So that's going to be all for today's podcast. An episode. And that concludes the second part of the overcoming obstacles. If you have any questions um, about anything that I've mentioned and would like more information on it, shoot me an, in, an email at info at fit and Thank you for tuning in and listening. I hope you have a wonderful and productive weekend and tune in to next week where I will start a new series on self-care and I will get into that topic on ways you can maximize self-care on and off the mat. Have a wonderful day.